Welcome to Passion Life Church this morning. We're so glad that you're here. Happy Mother's Day. And today we have Val, my beautiful wife, is joining me on the live stream. And uh, Val, happy Mother's Day to you. Thank you. You are such an incredible mom. She's such an incredible mom. For those of you that don't know, she's helping us build Passion Life Church as a pastor's wife. She's a physical therapist. On top of that, working 40 hours a week, sometimes even bringing that work home and uh, working at home. And then cooking almost every night. Not every night. Some nights we do have Papa John's pizza. You know, it is real life. And a thin crust Papa John's is amazing. It is real life. But you do such an incredible job. And then you help our son uh, with uh, homeschooling, all of those Mm -hmm. things. And you're just an amazing wife and amazing mom. And happy Mother's Day to you. I love you. I'm so glad that you're here and you're joining us today. Yeah, thank you for having me. Happy Mother's Day to all the moms who are tuning in. I also want to give a special Happy Mother's Day to my mom and my sister, who's a first-time mom herself this year, back in my hometown of El Paso, Texas. I love you guys. Um, We miss you. We wish you were here. To all the moms, I have a special thought for you today on this Mother's Day that I would like to share from my heart to you. Um, Our world is definitely changing. And being confined to our homes can help, can make us feel like, you know, we're being overwhelmed or like we can't catch our breath. Yeah. And um, it's hard to even get away. Everywhere we go, it's restricted. Even Target isn't a safe space anymore. It's lost its magic. Just admit <laughs> it. Um, but maybe you're a mom who's been quarantined at home with your kids or you're a mom like me who still has to go out and work every day in this pandemic. Um, I wanna just honor you today for everything that you do. And um, I just wanna share something that God tells me in times of stress or in times of crisis, and that's simply to just breathe. In the Bible, in the book of Job, chapter 33, verse four, the Bible says, the Spirit of God has made me. The breath of the Almighty gives me life. As a person who's dealt with asthma before, I know what it's like to not breathe deep. The moment that breathing becomes difficult, everything else becomes difficult as well. But I want to be here to help you remember when you feel anxious or when you find yourself holding your breath to remember who's continually breathing for you. So breathe deep, moms. I want you to remember that you can overtake any challenge and you can overcome any season that comes before you. God's here to help you handle whatever is in front of you. And I just want to encourage you to hear him when he says, follow me and just breathe. Have a wonderful Mother's Day. We love you here at Passion Life Church. We're so glad that you're here today. You are going to be blessed if you're not blessed already. Listen, we have a very special guest that's going to bring the word to us today. It's actually my mom, Kathy Duncan, all the way from Fort Worth, Texas. She is an incredible minister of the gospel, and she's a fireball. And um, there's a reason why I turned out the way that I turned out. But we're so happy. Would you just give a warm welcome to my mom, Kathy Duncan, as she brings the word today? Happy Mother's Day. I pray that you're having an exceptional Mother's Day today. My name is Kathy Duncan. I am Pastor Philip Valdez's mother, and I'm so honored to be here today with you all. And I want to say Happy Mother's Day also to my mother, who I know she's watching. Her name is Irene Curdy. She's 93 years old, beautiful, strong, and um, I'm privileged to still have her with me, actually. Also, I want to say Happy Mother's Day to um, Pastor Valerie my son's wife, 
it's such an amazing woman. And actually, <laughs> I had something to do with that. I prayed her in for Phil. I know she she is God's hand-picked woman for Philip. I see it all the time, just watching her, how she loves him and how she conducts her home and loves her son, Gavin. And I'm so thankful for that. And I know God has so much for her. And I prophesied to her um, before that God has a teaching ministry for her. And I know she teaches already, but it's going to be on a whole new level. So get ready, Valerie. God bless you. Um, so why don't we go ahead uh, and pray before we get started. I just want to pray for you all. I want to thank God that um, His Holy Spirit is here to minister to you today. He has something for you today. So be expectant. Receive His Word in your heart. Be listening with the eyes of your understanding. <laughs> Let them be open and receptive to Him. <laughs> Dear Father, I pray for all who are listening now and all that who will be listening later on on a replay. Lord, because I know Your Word is not bound by time. And Father, I thank You today that your Holy Spirit will minister to each heart as they give ear to your word. Father, open up the eyes of their understanding and their heart. Let them see what you want to say to them, Father God. Let them know that you love them today, Lord Jesus. And Father, I know that everything, everything, all the prayers, all the desires in every heart that's watching today, that you have an answer to. You are our answer, Jesus. And as they look to you today and hear what you are saying through me, this vessel, Lord God, I thank you that faith will rise in their hearts. And Lord, we give you all the honor and all the glory today in the wonderful name of Jesus. Amen. And that's what I'm praying today as I go ahead and share, start sharing this word with you, that all of you today will come to know God as faithful and true, the God that you can depend on and the God that you trust. So many scriptures in the Bible, and I have a lot of content here, but I'm going to try to break them up um, and use the ones that I, I believe the Lord wants you to hear today. And um, there's two things. There's faith. Maybe you're saying today that I need more faith. I, I need to know how to use my faith. I need to uh, know how to trust God and count him faithful. Or maybe you're saying that I do have faith, but at times I'm seeing myself waver. I am going back and forth. I'm going back to that which I can see. And then I'm going on God's word again. Well, good, because I'm um, not good that you're like that, but you're going to hear today, and I believe you're going to have a revelation of what God is going to say to you today that's going to help you, that you'll be able to use this in your life, and it'll be real to you, and you'll really come up on a new level in trusting God. Um, because God doesn't want us to waver because he tells us that when we waver, and it's in James 1, 6, and 7, that we are like the, the waves in the sea, back and forth. And he says, let not that man or woman think he's going to receive anything from me if he's wavering back and forth. But you know, the thing is, though, if God has told us not to waver, well, then for sure we're capable of not wavering. So I want you to know that. You know, it's not something out of our reach. When God tells us something in the word that we can do, well, then we are surely capable of it. And what I'm going to start with, I'm going to read some scripture, and we're going to start as a precedent, because I consider this to be um, the most important overall, or what I'm, I'm going to say today. And when I, when I read this, brothers and sisters, when I was reading this myself as God was teaching me on his faithfulness, I, I'm telling you that I was so blessed 
that I, I actually, it brought me right away to another level and being able to trust him and believe in him as faithful, as reliable. And this is John. He had this revelation. He says, then I saw heaven opened and suddenly a white horse appeared. The name of the one riding it was called faithful and true. And with pure righteousness, he judges and rides to battle. He wore many regal crowns and his eyes were flashing like flames of fire. He had a secret name inscribed on him that's known only to himself. He wore a robe dipped in blood and his title is called the word of God. Following him on white horses were the armies of heaven wearing white fine lemon, pure and bright. A sharp sword came from his mouth with which to conquer the, the nations and he w- will shepherd them and an iron scepter. He will trample out the wine in the winepress of the wrath of God. On his robe and on his thigh, he had inscribed the name King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Out of this passage that we just read, um, there's three names that Jesus is called, faithful and true. And, you know, faithful and true to one's word is a constant. God is constant. He wants you to know that today. He's constant for you. You know, because so many times we're looking at that other thing and we're comparing that other thing, you know, and God is saying today, look to me, look to my faithfulness, look to my word today. Um, and the word of God, Jesus is called the word of God. So when we read the word of God, we're actually believing that what Jesus said in the word of God will come to pass in our life when we count him faithful. We God wants us to know that, you know. Um, and the third name of um, Jesus is King of Kings and Lord of Lords. He's coming back as King of Kings and Lord of Lords. And counting God as faithful, I just want to talk a little bit about that. Are you counting God faithful in your life? Are you judging him faithful, your final conclusion on whatever you are believing God for, standing for when you read the word? You know, and sometimes before you can count God faithful because um, Jesus said to the disciples in Mark eleven twenty two, he said to them, have faith in God. You know, when they saw the fig tree withered from the root and they said, oh, look what happened, Jesus, the fig tree, it's withered, you know, you cursed it and it's withered. The first thing Jesus said to them is have faith in God, believe God above everything else. God is pulling us back to believe him. But a lot of times before we can just have faith in God, many of us, don't really, really believe or have faith that he even loves us. You're unsure of his love for you. And I'd say that's the most important thing to know, that how much God loves you. His love will never grow dim for you. He will never be disinterested in anything that you're doing. He cares. He's interested. He loves you so much. I grew up having a father. He provided for us. And he was a wonderful provider for us. But I never had affection for my father. I didn't know what love was. I knew he was there. But, you know, I never had the cariño. If you're Spanish, you know what cariño means, the, the um, affection. Uh, the, you look pretty, Kathy. Or, you know, in fact, when, when I was five years old, I remember my father saying, you don't have to kiss me goodnight anymore. And from that point, there was like a detach from my dad in a big way. And so when I came to know the Lord, I believed in him because I always had a love for the word of God. And I always believed and and read God's word. But that love portion of it was, uh, you know, it wasn't there. And then the Lord led me to two scriptures. And this is really going to help some of you that 
have a hard time or it's a challenge for you to really believe God loves you. In John 15, 9, it says, I have loved you just as the Father has loved me. Now meditate on that. That blows your mind. I was meditating. Okay, so you love me just as the Father loves you? Where can you go with that but believe it? And then another scripture is John 17, 23 in Jesus' prayer. He says, you have loved them as you have loved me. My, 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 my. Do you know that God loves you as he loves Jesus Christ, his son? That's, you can be confident in that. You can know that and you can go to God with all confidence. We have to be so adamant about believing what God told us in his word and going with that. Standing on that, let that be your, your ground, knowing that God is faithful and he is the word of God and he's telling us the truth. And we're going to read a scripture on the truth later on because what is truth to you? Do you believe God's word as truth? Many voices today in this world that are saying many, many things. But we have to get to the place where we're counting on God. Because this thing will be here in your situation. And then it'll be the word of God. And are you going to look maybe mm, for another opinion of somebody else, what they might think? You know, some of us will do that. You know, the word of God and what we're believing, whether it's healing, whether it's um, financial or whether it's just a hard time on your job, whatever it may be, or in your family, you know, you're having some family problems. Um, instead of going and focusing on God's word and him as being faithful in your life, you're going to call up your friend and you're going to say, what do you think about this? this? Is what's going on? You know, what do you think about this? And that's maybe a friend can give you some wisdom on that, but then that's not enough. Then you go and you ask someone else, what do you think about this? When God's word is already laying there telling you what to do in the matter. See, we have to get over that. There's nothing wrong with counseling and wise counseling. But at the end of the day, no matter even what we're counseled, we have to know to be able to trust God because that's his name. He's faithful and true. And actually, when you're having faith, that is believing God's word because God's word is faithful. So faith is just believing what God says is faithful. That's, that will set some of you free there. That's what faith is. You're believing the word of God and that he's faithful to you. Well, we have to know in our hearts and believe. And um, I'm saying this, if you are a studier and a lover of the word of God and you go to the Lord and have your secret and quiet time with the Lord in your secret place away from all, and mine is first thing in the morning, we have to be a student of the word of God, a, a disciple, a child that seeks God's word. That's a must before we can go any further in the word of God, because then you learn to trust his word. When you have an intimate time with God, the Holy Spirit will come and he'll take the word of God and he'll minister it to your heart in a precious new way. He will do the teaching. He'll take you from one scripture and to another scripture. He will do it when you depend on him. He's trustworthy, and that's what God wants us to know, that we can depend on his word. But we have to know his word. And we were all born again. If you're born again today and you know Jesus Christ, you've come to him as your savior, you were born again, not with corruptible seed, but with incorruptible seed. Seed that's not perishable. You were born again by the ever-living word of God. And we can't be planting two different types of seed in our heart, seeds of the world, and then a little bit of God's word, and expect to have peace and faith in God when we're confronted with something, a situation in our life. 
We have to have a tight relationship with God first. And as you continue to meet with God and go into your secret place and pray to him, that'll come. That will come. You'll end up having such a love affair with the Lord himself. He'll make himself real to you and you'll be able to trust him. Because, you know, brothers and sisters, we cannot walk in two different directions at the same time. We can't do that. You'll be wavering and you'll, you'll be confused and your heart will be confused. We have to walk according to what God told us in his word. And we will see fruit. We will see fruit. And we have to be careful what we're hearing. I know a lot of times we have our shows on TV or we're, and this takes time and growth. This is something that you're going to have to do. We all have to do this at some point. And you're, the Holy Spirit, if you're born again, he's telling you, he's already talking to you about this. There's things maybe on TV that you're watching or you're listening to. And Jesus said, you know, that we have to take heed and watch about what we're listening to and what we're hearing. And that's in Mark chapter four. We can't be listening to the world and be listening to God and then trying to believe God for something because we'll end up confusing our own hearts. You know, we have to put the word of God in our hearts. And when we do that, when we sit before God, when we do that, do you know that our hearts will produce all by itself the fruit of the word of God that we're believing? Just like a seed in the ground. Now, we don't have to worry about that seed growing if we plant the seed. We don't have to worry about it growing. The same thing is with the word of God. When you plant the word of God in your heart, over and over and you read it, you meditate on it, as it says in, in Psalm 1. You meditate on the word day and night and think about it all day. That word is going to be planted in your heart and it will produce all by itself. And I'm seeing and experiencing that in my life. That's what I wanted to share today with you, how important the word of God is. And you know what? Mary knew that. We're going to read a little bit just about Mary and Martha. And I love what Mary did. Martha, and believe me, I can be a Martha. I, I have to, I had to learn to be a Mary, to, to pull myself away. But Martha and Mary in Luke 10, 38, 41, it says, now it happened as they went that he entered into a certain village and a certain woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary who also sat at Jesus's feet and heard his word. But Martha was distracted with much serving and she approached him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Therefore, tell her to help me. And precious Jesus, this is in the Passion Translation, this part. The Lord answered her, Martha, my beloved Martha, why are you upset and troubled? Pulled away by all these many distractions. Are they really that important? When do you choose to go and listen to Jesus, to go and listen to the Holy Spirit? That's the most important. That's what Jesus said here, you know, because we can be focused on so many different things, but God wants us to come and to sit at his feet so he can love on us, so he can tell us things that we won't know unless we do. He said, she is distracted, undistracted, Jesus said. Mary is undistracted and I won't take this privilege from her. Mary gave God's word precedence in her life and that's what we need to do. There are so many distractions today, every day for us. And I think especially as women, because we're home. Our husbands are focused. They're out on doing one thing, their job, and giving their attention to that. But us women at home having to care for our children, um, in my um, play, where I'm concerned, I care for my mother. You know, there's so many things that we have to think about. But 
We can't be pulled away with things that aren't important unless they're valued in the word of God. We have to make sure that we sit and give Jesus that time and hear from the Holy Spirit. It'll change your life. It'll give you new directions. It'll show you the pathways to take in life. And the Lord says, when you call on me, now this is so important in Jeremiah 33, 3, when you call on me, he says, call unto me and I'll show you things that you can't distinguish on your own. Things that are fenced in, things that are hidden and to the natural eye, they're hidden. There's things here that are hidden that can really help you. And they're not just going to come to you because they're spiritually discerned. We have to sit at Jesus and ask the Holy Spirit and he will show you in the word of God. He'll open it up to you and you will receive an aha moment or just be so blessed and, and say, yes, Lord. Oh, yes. He'll tell you and you'll be able to hear him. But we must place ourselves there. We must place ourselves at Jesus's feet, at the word of God, at your quiet time in the morning. And I know morning for me is the best time because everything is quiet in my house. Um, and I'm not distracted with anything else. So morning is my time, you know, because I want to give my attention before other things that are considered less important. The most important is giving your attention to Jesus Christ. And it says in Hebrews chapter 12, 2, it says it confirms that. It says, looking away from all that will distract to Jesus. And when you do that, you're going to know him as faithful. God is faithful and true to his word. And one day, I'm a walker. I love to walk. And God, I pray when I walk. I uh, minister to the Lord. I sing to him when I walk. I have a lo lovely relationship with Lord Intimate. You know, looking at the skies, it's like the whole sky all over the earth is hugging it. God's saying, hey, I'm here. Call unto me. God's revealing himself. That's what the word says, that he's declaring his glory from the heavens. Anyway, I was walking with him and I was just praising him. I was in the spirit, loving him and felt his presence. And all of a sudden my mind went away from that for a minute and it went on to something that I've been uh, praying about and haven't seen the total manifestation yet. And just, I heard it was an interruption from the Lord telling me, he says, Kathy, stop looking at that thing, whatever it is in your life, that thing. Whatever it is, stop looking at that, he said, and look to me. I'm the one. I am faithful and true. Look to me. I have the answers. Look to me. Stay in the spirit. Love me. Because we all can do that. We can get off on any area at any time of the day and start looking at the lesser thing and not counting God faithful in that situation. Our conclusion should be, okay, God is faithful. I'm going to trust him. And here's some scriptures. 1 Corinthians 1.9. It says, and this is an amplified AMPC, God is faithful, reliable, trustworthy, and therefore ever true to his promise. And he can be dependent on. Second Corinthians 17, 20, it says in the amplified, it says all God's promises are yes and amen. And you know, I'm going to go to the scripture for a second here because this scripture in the Amplified Version, I haven't found it in to say quite like it says in the Amplified. Okay, this is Paul talking to the people in the Corinthians. He says, not because I changed my original plan, was I being unstable and capricious? Or what I plan, do I plan according to the flesh, like a worldly man? Now listen to this. Ready to say yes, yes, when it may mean no, no. As surely as God is trustworthy and faithful and means what he says. 
Our speech and message to you have not been yes, that it might mean no. Now, so many times with people, that's how it is. They said yes, but it might mean no after all. It might not happen. But we can't really put our whole trust in what man has said. For as for the Son of God, Christ Jesus, the Messiah, who has been preached among you by us, by myself, Sylvanus and Timothy, was not yes and no, but in him it is always the divine yes. For as many as are the promises of God, they all find their yes answer in him, in Christ. For this reason we also utter the amen, so be it, to the glory of God. So all the promises of God are yes and amen. And God wants us to know that and trust in him because he is faithful and true. And 1 Thessalonians 5.24, faithful is he who is calling you to himself. Utterly faithful to the highest degree, God is faithful. Absolute total, having no exceptions or restrictions. That's what utterly is. God is faithful, utterly trustworthy. And he will also do it. He'll fulfill his call by hallowing and keeping you. That's his promise. That's God Almighty's promise. I'm going to stick with God's promise. You know, everyone is going back and forth with this anxiety and fear on this virus that um, is really all over the world. But I can't look in two directions at the same time. When I look at everything, the conspiracy theories and what the news is saying, you know, the fears that are coming... And when I look at God's word, you know, my conclusion, what I'm going to come up with, I'm going to stay with God's word. I'm going to have my mind stayed on him. I'm going to, and he's going to keep me in perfect peace. And I can tell you, I've been walking through perfect peace in this because I'm trusting God. He is the yes and the amen. God wants us to know truth and walk in truth. In 3 John 1, 4, he says, I have no greater joy to hear that my children walk and live in truth. And that's the same thing today. And Jesus said in John, in his prayer in John 17, he says, thy word, Father, is truth. And Jesus came to declare the word of God to us. So we will know him as faithful and true, that we will know him as the word of God. And that's where we'll stand. You know, being a very young mother, and I just wanted to mention this before closing today, because it's so important to me that how it was day and night for me when I became a mother, um, not knowing God. And then when I got born again and how my motherhood immediately changed for me, it did. Um, when I, Philip is my oldest child and I had Phil out of wedlock and I had him when I was young, I was a teenager and, um, I was just, looking for love all the wrong places. And that was completely true because I didn't have it at home at all. And I didn't know what that kind of love looked like. And anyway, I met someone. I really, really loved that person, but it wasn't mutual. I was taken advantage of it. I got pregnant with Phil. And when I had Phil, I actually, before I had him, you know, I was thinking, oh, I can't, I can't tell my parents this, you know, oh my gosh. Uh, everything a, a young girl would think about. And um, I even made an appointment way back then, you know, to have an abortion. Um, and I didn't know any better. I was young and uh, very young and didn't know what to do. It was fear. I was afraid of bringing that information home to my mother and father. And uh, so I uh, canceled that that abortion uh, appointment 
appointment. I did not do that. And I came home and I told my parents. And to my surprise, they weren't angry with me. But my mother did tell me one thing. She took me to a priest to hear if I wanted to, you know, keep the baby or give the baby up for an adoption. And at my young age, but my mother did say this. She said, Kathy, you'll have to make that decision. I can't make it for you. So I decided, of course, you see him here to keep uh, Phil. The best decision. I'll tell you what. And, you know, I think about that today. Everything that he's doing. But when I had Phil, I wasn't born again yet. And I started to go back to the same lifestyle. I didn't know how to be a mother. I didn't have the love of God in my heart. I didn't know how to love him because I wasn't properly loved. Um, well, you know, I was loved. I don't want to say that I wasn't loved at all because I was taken care of. But the affection kind of love. Um, so I used to give him to my mom to watch and go out and start living the same lifestyle, you know, that I lived before. But then when Phil was like one and a half, I guess it was, I did go to church. I went to church and um, I I received Jesus. When I walked in the church, it was love. A love hit me smack in the face and it was a, a love that I've never had before. I never sensed that type of love, the um, overwhelmingly the love of God. And, and so I got saved that day. Now, I want to tell you this. When I got saved and received Jesus Christ into my heart that day, I was transformed. I was transformed and I became a new mother. I became a mother that loved my son and um, all my children that were born after, George and Katie. I mean, I was a mother and I give all the glory to God for this because it wasn't me. I mean, I knew who I was before. It was the Jesus Christ in my heart. And I just want to say a little bit to you mothers today. You have your children holding their hand for a, a very little while. And then one day you'll hold their hearts only. So take each day. I know it's tough at times. It is. It's, it's not easy. It's tough at times. But remember that soon your child will grow up. I mean, time goes so fast. So enjoy each moment. Enjoy the times that you have with your, with your children um, because it does go very fast. And I, I want to praise God today for every mother here. And I do have a word for, from God for all of you mothers here today. The Lord brought this scripture um, to my heart when I was praying about this message. And it's Psalms 45, 10. 11 in the passion translation he says now listen daughter pay attention and forget about your past put behind you every attachment to the familiar now this is a word for somebody maybe it's a word for one person out of everybody that's watching put behind you every attachment to the familiar even those who once were close to you for your royal bridegroom is ravished by your beautiful brightness. Bow in reverence before him, for he is your Lord. So the last scripture that I'm going to end with and pray is Hebrews 10.23. And this is in the Amplified um, Bible. It's, so let us seize and hold fast and retain without wavering the hope we cherish and confess in our acknowledgement of it. For he, God, who promised, is reliable, sure, and faithful to his word.
I can't say that enough. I can't repeat that enough. I can't confess that enough, that God is faithful to his word. He wants you to, to stand with him. He wants you to look to his word, and he wants you to believe his word, have faith in his word, and to wait on him and look to his word. Put it in your heart. Stay with his word. Because there's so many things out there. And you know, the devil would want to deceive you. And the only weapon, that's the only weapon he has is deception. If you know the word of God and what God is saying to you, then the devil has no power over you because the only thing he can use is deception. And when you know the truth of God's word, you're on solid ground. You're on foundation. And whatever comes, the winds, the storms, the bumps in the road, you're going to be able to stand, brothers and sisters. So it's a joy to, for me to just bring that to you today, to trust the word, rely on the word. God wants you to do that. He loves you so very much, and he wants you to look to him first before you look anywhere else. Seek him first. God bless you. I thank God that I could share the word of God with you today. Have a blessed, happy Mother's Day the rest of the day. Bless your wives, your mothers today as special, as um, dear to your heart, and uh, rejoice in Jesus' name. God bless you. Wow, what an incredible word today. Were you blessed? Thank you, Mom. I love you. Wow, happy Mother's Day. I'm so honored to have an incredible mom like you. Listen, maybe today you don't know where you're at with God. You don't know where your relationship is with the Lord. But today you can know, you can have a, an assurance. I want to say a prayer here in just a moment. And I want to give you the opportunity for you to give your life to Jesus Christ. What a great day to do it. The Bible says that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes should not perish but have everlasting life. And I would love to lead you in a prayer today. If you would, would you close your eyes and would you repeat after me? Let's say this. Say, Father God, thank you for sending your son, Jesus, to die on the cross. Father God, forgive me of all of my sins. Jesus, come inside my heart and make me new. And by the power of the Holy Spirit, I'm going to live for you. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, listen, if you prayed that prayer, I want to welcome you to the family of God. I'm so glad that you tuned in today. And let's be believing for God's best in our lives. Listen, until next week, right? We will see you. Mom, enjoy your day. You don't have to share any of your food, any of your chocolate, nothing. It's your day. Happy Mother's Day. God bless you. We'll see you next week.